Broadcasting live through Luda the Beacon in the basement of Stalwart Fortress, this is Wagdai Weekly, the show that covers everything about Wagdai, the interactive fantasy adventure that combines rich lore, role-playing mechanics, and a community of creators that bring the Forsaken Lands to life in an immersive game where there is only one true constant. We are all going to die. I'm your host, King Offling, joined with... Uh, Almost Josiah. This is episode twenty-three or twenty-four. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. <laughs> What's up? How's it going? Uh, I'm okay. How you doing, dude? It's uh, it's been an interesting week. We had we had a spaces. We had uh, community's been kind of going crazy a little bit. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. I'm okay. Yep. Okay. Same here. Um generally genuinely happy to be here with the community and just talk wag day i think lots of things happening and buzzing around but uh glad we have this space right on and cold world's here with us too what's up dude hey man doing good just taking a shower (laughs) (laughs) okay all right yes hygiene very important in the forsaken lands let's not forget that uh, so let's let's kick it off with uh, uh, I guess the, the the most important thing is a recap of the spaces uh, this week if if anybody who for miss, missed it so the space was simply titled an encounter uh, and it was a it was a pretty simple spaces but a nice return to form as far as all things are considered um, it, uh, it it centered around uh, our decision you know we voted to to go to the druids of the southern plain. And, uh, you know, a, a location opened up on the staking contract that was brand new. It was a locked location, uh, simply called an encounter. Uh, if you check wagdai.world, it's like, you know, approximately where we all assumed that the, the planes were going to be. Um, and it, it housed seven, uh, wagdai in there. So, uh, we'll get to them later, but first the, the space sort of opens up. Uh, with she who smiles, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, inviting us to return to the world, right? It's it kind of you know sets us you know in the catacombs where we've been for a while now, searing and uh, you know doing doing our business down there. Um, you know, reminding us that you know we we have this power and uh, we can return to the world to to use it. Um, so off we go, and as we're exiting. Um, that same voice that was uh, in the uh, mysterious corpse video drop, the sort of like raspy, dehydrated uh, spore voice, uh, simply says, uh, I think it says, the headless calls. Um, and and off we head, you know, out of the catacombs and, and on to our, our adventures. So... There's something brewing with that mysterious corpse open edition that most of us grabbed. Um, and I think it's coming into play with this storyline, though we don't really have like full, um, you know, comprehension of what it is yet. Spaces continues. Basically, we're trudging along and we come across sort of like uh, an, an encounter between um, the, the zealots from the kingdom of the enlightened 
and some druids from the southern plain and if you look at the seven characters that were staked at the like new location you'll see that there were um four like evangelists um they all had names there was gotland zeld uh and two others i can't really remember they were the ones i recalled but uh and then the, and then there were three druids just called a druid so i don't know if that's like a thing where the druids just don't have names because the unnamed druid in the primordial lands he didn't have a name either and that was a thing that we all thought was just like part of him being part of the primordial lands but maybe the druids give up their names i don't know um so they start arguing um we seem to be in some sort of like no man's land between them uh they're, they're arguing uh the zealots are really mad at at the druids, accusing them of breaking Yorn's protection. We don't really know a lot about Yorn or the kingdom of the enlightened where they're from, other than that Yorn found a hole within himself and like hid their realm inside him, uh, and that's like you know I, why I think Yorn is this big thing on the map. Um, and and their city is like inside it, um, but yeah. So they this is the first we've heard of like a protect Yorn's protection being broken in any capacity or like anything really detailing that. So that's interesting to hear. And then the druids obviously they say, you know, we didn't do anything wrong. Um, you know, the the forsaken lands like don't don't take anything from you. You know, they it, it gives a little bit of their philosophy there where it's like. You know, they, I, I guess they live off of the land and, you know, get everything from it. So they don't really see a negative side to the place. And then the zealots continued to accuse the druids of stealing Agora away from them. So there's another, there's actually more interesting developments on the zealot side. Like we understand more about them than we do about the druids at this point. Um, you know, we've, we've followed their story through um, the persecution of Detriti and their assaults on, on the Turlo and Uria. And, you know, I, all up until now, we've kind of understood them to be a very large and very strong force. But this is the first time we're starting to see some cracks in the armor. Specifically, you know, like, is their kingdom now without protection? Have they, how long have they been without, like, the blessing of Agora? are they without the blessing of Agora? Like they, it seems like they have been like cast out of her light in some capacity. And although they keep on their zealous train, you know, they, they don't really have like the, the sanctity or, or something has changed um, that is causing them to, to, to act like this. Um, and so the groups fight, the Druids and the zealots fight. Um, we get a very brief snapshot vote in the middle of the spaces. Um, and we get to choose who we help. The group uh, chooses to help the druids. Uh, all of the zealots except for one are killed. <laughs> and uh, the last one is kind of like taken prisoner. Um, as the druids head back to their like hangout home. I don't know where they're going. Um, as they, they record the, uh, recall that the, the solstice is upon us. Um, and, and those of you who are familiar with like pagan rituals probably know that the solstice is a, is a turning of seasons. Um, it's, uh, it's a time for high rituals. Um, you know, if you want to see a great movie, go, go check out the original wicker man with, uh, 
Christopher Lee, very good movie. Um, uh, and, and so there's some sort of ritual that's about to take place. Um, and that's kind of where we left off. What have been your primary thoughts after digesting all of it? <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, obviously after the spaces we went up and we were trying to figure all of that out in real time. But uh, a great, some great summary. Um, something I recall the um, the Agora followers or the Zealots saying in the beginning, right, that there was this calamity that was brewing. It was um, Yogg's the Eye. They said Yogg the Eye had this intuition that there was a calamity brewing in the Southern Plains. And that's why they had to go there. Um, so I, I wonder if the, the festival, the solstice of the Druids is is a negative experience to other other areas of the forsaken lands i also got the sense that the encounter the location wise it didn't happen in the southern plains right because the way the the zealots were talking was like the druids were actually approaching them um and and so it did it, it did feel like more of a middle ground but if you look at the uh main character main accounts twitter they did update their current location to southern plain um, at the spaces, I don't think that was the case, but now it is. So, well, we're... oh, I was just yep. going to say. So, so the only like real indication because we don't have a new map piece yet. The only real indication of like where this is all happening is there. There is a marker on Wagdai.world that's just kind of like floating on the that stone table. It's not on a map piece anymore, and it is directly south of the Church of Her by like of a half a map piece length. Um, so like that's our only like real indication and i guess one can assume that it is somewhere in the vagaries of the southern plain yeah definitely and i think so some of my uh my my thoughts it's you could say content wise it was straightforward right it wasn't a long space i think audio wise maybe it went 15 minutes plus the vote right but i think there were a lot of um ongoing mechanics that had to happen right they had to drop the poll they had to tweet they had to get all the map updates in order right obviously some of that came soon after the space but still bringing together all those pieces together in a space like this despite a very straightforward story um you know i think requires the work of a lot of people i did also you know the the main account doesn't have a lot of wag dies in it and so i was uh I was I found it interesting that they did decide to burn three zealots. You know, there were seven characters all together in this encounter. And you know, they burned three zealots. Gotland got uh got taken. He's he's going to the uh the solstice. But you know, I, I wonder what would have happened if we voted to uh to join the zealots and kill some of the druids, right? Would all three druids have been burned? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's the thing I've remarked on in the past is that the, the main account is getting, like, really low on NPC fodder. Uh, which, I mean, cool. We're all going to die anyway, so, like, might as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we were always going to see, like, three deaths, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I think this is, like, you know, it, when you think about, like, game design and, like, branching paths and that kind of thing, these these kind of quests are really fun to write because essentially you are writing like one sort of sandbox style scenario. And like, you know, you can let your players approach it from a lot of different 
vantages. Um, we just, you know, you, you have to choose a direction at some point. Um, but kind of, you know, everything can be framed contextually around, you know, a, a central event, but like, which direction do you approach from? Right. All, all that to say is, <laughs> I was very surprised by the generosity of the burns. Um, when's the last time the main account burned some of its swag guy? I mean, I, I, there a must have time, been actually. some... Well, there must have been some since, like, the liberation of Stalwart Fortress, right? Like, that can't be the last time. I think the... I would say the last time they burned directly from their account was... Not even. The festival tournament, they sent those Wagdai to the Wagdai tournament account. So it might have actually been... It's um, it's Gregor, Sir Gregor and Rita, I think. Huh. Well, uh, Interesting. Um, one one other little note about the spaces is that as it concluded, um, we did get a, a tweet uh, that says, you join the Druids, and as you follow them, you are greeted by a familiar face. And there's a picture of the unnamed Druid, the Bob Ross haircut, the man, the legend himself, who has been waiting desperately, patiently for his strange mushroom all of these many months. So uh, he's finally going to... Uh, Get his, get his, get, with a with the latest drug delivery of all time. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, you know that that's a point we talked about, and I think you know I, I know at least one person said the doppelganger thing was confusing. So let let me just give my quick take on it, okay? And maybe it aligns with yours. So my understanding of the whole idea of doppelgangers in the in the primordial lands, right? From if you go back to to those spaces and you listen to the dialogue. If you go into the primordial lands and you die there, you spawn a doppelganger who then leaves. And your original form will either persist in the primordial lands in, in the form of a carl giraffe thing or, or remain buried in the ground. Right? That's my understanding that Logan and Seabor had gone into the primordial lands and they had perished and then something, something else came out. And so with the reemergence of this, this unnamed druid that we're seeing, my going by my thesis, the one that we met in the primordial lands is, quote unquote, the original, right? Or the one who entered. And the one we're meeting now is the one who left. That's I mean, my understanding. It's possible. Is that like the question is, though, like, I mean, you can get into a lot of that, like fun you know, which one is the real you kind of thing? Is there any difference uh, when you get into that whole, you know, clone or, or, or doppelganger theory? Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious if this guy is even aware that he's a doppelganger or has a doppelganger, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. Like, we could end up, like, it, it, I mean, that's actually an interesting, like, ethical dilemma. If this guy's got no clue that, you know, his, like, core self or, like, other self died and, and he's a clone or whatever, like, do we tell him? What does that mean? How does that affect him? And, like, you know, <laughs> all of that. It'd be interesting if it clashes with, like, the philosophy or the belief system of the Druids in the first place. Like, um, uh, revealing that kind of information to him could be kind of heavy. So it's uh, it's interesting. I will we'll have to wait and see. I'm curious what he's going to do with the mushroom. Um, that is something. Uh, I mean, and again, the 
there was like I remember now there was some like mention from the zealots about like you know tainting the space and and I don't think they like the spores um mm-hmm. but I don't really I didn't I, it's it's hard to grasp it all still it's a it's a it's a bit of a dense space Yes, it um that's that's their first point of disagreement with the Druids, right? This or the you know the second one was that uh, they were alluding to this female called Constance, who who they were like blaming the Druids for stealing away um, from her, right? And you know, kind of taking this pious um, student and kind of turning her into this this believer in the one. This is something that they had mentioned, and I, I pinned a tweet there because um this character called Halga first emerged during the festival tournament. And it was one of the contestants that the main account had entered. And if you read her background story, it says that, um, you know, she left the path of her church after her brother died in the process of becoming uh, her eunuch, right? Which is one of those golden masked Wagdai. But so the Druids took her in and they showed her the way of Logan. She now dedicates herself to the promise of the great merge where the two become one. So, you know, we know we know that there are at least two philosophies of the Druids. The first one is that, you know, the two are the same. Uh, they are same sides of um, different sides of the same coin. OK, and it seems the second one is that they're they're going to merge um, and and become one. So it's pretty cool to see this kind of lore continuity. This tweet was from September of of last year. So um, it, it's again, you know, Halga. She has the uh, the the druid body. That there are two. There's follower of Logan, which is more alien, and then there's Logan's disciple, which is just the red skinned one. And I, I made the comment last time that the three druids um, that the main account has currently christened with that description neither of them have those so it's like the uh the red ones are like the uh the highborn druids and these are like the lesser ones interesting uh yeah i must have missed some of that bits about constance that's uh cool um yeah we're gonna be learning a lot about the druids as we go through i wanted to Um, uh, i saw merlin's tweet in the discord but uh, I, I think Merlin is one of the best cases for the, the whole doppelganger thing, right? The eighth oh, you protector, think Merl, Merl, Merlin's actually a doppelganger? Yeah. The Eighth Protector went into the Primordial Lands. He died. And Merlin came out. Interesting. Good. Interesting theory. Could be. What do we do if he is? Um, well, you know, there are doppelganger hunters out there um, who solely exist to track down these uh, these deviants and bring them back to the land of Pigu. So interesting. I'm a, I'm a Merlin hunter, so we might, <laughs> we might have a, might have something about a line there. Um, has you got anything else on the spaces? I think that's about cold world. You yeah. got any, any hot, hot takes on it? On the, uh, Druid spaces. Yeah. Um, I was originally, uh, who were the two part? Who was the other party from the Druids? The not druids. The, the not druids. Yeah, I, I was initially against uh, the not druids, and um, and then I was quickly outweighed, so I I, I joined uh, the band camp. Um, yeah, I see. I see. You see. You see that. You you see which side is winning, and you just you just flip your vote like that. That's how it goes, huh? Yeah. I mean, I I understood why. I mean, like, there's a couple good points. Um, you know, we we can't. We, we've been teasing the druids for a long time. Um, get leading up to this point, so so why not go with them? 
I mean, I, okay. So, I mean, I can see, I can see Prince flashing his his emotes in the in the in the bottom. So, I, I, I want to talk about like, how did you feel about snapshot vote, like a brief snapshot vote in the middle of spaces mechanically? Uh, if, if Prince wants to come up and share, uh, <laughs> I know he has his thoughts, but um, my issue, I think, slightly around it was that the keepers uh, posted it, and you know, we weren't, I don't think, far off from seeing it uh but i think there was like i don't know m- maybe a minute or, or two had passed before people had kind of really um noticed it in that case um and I, you know i like the snapshot vote i think ha- having that is is fun you know having that like you know uh, choose your own adventure kind of path during the spaces i think that's crucial but i'm kind of surprised that it didn't come from the main account uh, did they not post the the vote themselves Mm. Yeah, they did. Okay. Uh, keepers posted it too, right? Simultaneously, I suppose. I think keepers, keepers got has an automated thing, right? Like anytime a vote goes live on on the snapshot, like I think they have an automated like robo posting. Uh. But um, no, they definitely posted. But I mean, yeah, like it is. It's one of those things. It was a very short window. Um to uh to 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 reply with it and also like you know i know when there's a live space is going on the discord's going crazy and people are just posting memes and stuff at the same time so it's kind of like it is tough to like gather full context for the choice you're making um even though you're there listening to it live like uh it's a bit challenging um but you know uh it's a mechanic i'm 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 about 50 50 on it Yeah, I'm 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 pretty fifty fifty on it as well too. I think um, you know I, I don't want to share any um uh, uh, misgrievances over it. I mean I'm, I'm I'm happy with everything. It's just uh, I I think there could have been we 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 led right up to this. It's it's been a while since we've had like some kind of official space, and um I, I wish there was just a a little bit more uh, a little bit more either direction or or notice. But you know I'm just, uh, still happy with it. But I'm like maybe a maybe a maybe a, a notice to watch for a vote coming or something. Like that. I don't know. There's a you know that's the thing keeps keeps experimenting keeps trying. We'll see what happens. Uh, you got anything else about the spaces, Josiah? I like the spontaneity of it. Um, <laughs> I I personally did not want another crow's trial hole situation, so uh, I definitely voted for druids. I think you know. Her silence and Prince Hamdo's claim to fame that they voted for the Zealots. Good for them. Yeah, I did notice a, a handful of like flip floppy votes, right? Where where folks saw the tide turn and then immediately switched sides. Like there might be some sort of like, you know, reward or punishment <laughs> for those who you know, depending on which way you voted. And I, I'm, I'm curious if that's like, is that it is theoretically, is that even an interesting mechanic? Right? Like, I don't think so. I would be like very shocked if that was it. My bad. <laughs> did you, did you take your shower? Was that cold, man? You catch cold? <laughs> no, I, I am sick today. My, my apologies. All right. Sorry to hear. Get better. Um, I mean, get well. Um, yeah, he, he's still going off about it in the Discord, but, you know, just sear your wag die, 
Prince has a lot of wag dye. He has a lot. He is they're just not seared. He could what six times his vote? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, whatever. Silence, you got a hot take on this? Yeah, I was just looking for a little clarification on the on the claim to fame comment. Um, you know, you I, I saw you and you were trying to criticize people for killing holy men. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's not famous. no elaboration required. Yes, let's go. Yeah, that's not fame. That's common sense. Nice hat. Do we have uh, uh, speculation or, or understanding what is really to kind of come next off this vote? Ooh, um, okay, so my theory is we're going to go to Druid Town. Uh, we are going to witness some sort of solstice ritual. Uh, Gotland is going to be killed, probably for sure. <laughs> um, we might get a little bit of information out of him beforehand. We're probably going to deliver the mushroom to the Druid. Um, but the big question mark is like, what do the spores have to do with any of this? And like, how are they going to, you know, come into play here? Um, I, I'm still very curious what they are mechanically. Um, you know, we've never really had this like, you know, uh, I don't want to say like supply lines of, of these spore things. Um, so we can see what, what can happen with that. Um, and what they are to the relevance of of the storyline, um, but that's my theory. If anybody, you guys got any any other predictions, hot takes? I want to see what the calamity uh, they're they're speaking of is. Want some risk? Want some uh, some big time pandemic to sweep the forsaken lands from these spores? Yeah, it would be interesting. Like, I'm I'm curious because like none of my prediction like bodes really easily for a, uh, a you know a traditional wag die style dungeon where we're you know staking and solving puzzles and that kind of thing amidst uh, you know it, it, it sounds more like a, uh, a passive um, lore oriented kind of session. I don't know. We'll see. Fate, what do you think? Um. Yeah. So uh, one. Thing about a question about the druids, uh, the only other time I've ever heard that name before was in Clockwork Orange, I think. But what is the w- word or meaning of druid actually in the world of Wagda? Like a like in, I mean, like specifically in in the Forsaken Lands, like we don't really we're still figuring that out. A druid is like somebody traditionally who uh, who is a. a worships nature uh follows pagan deities uh and that's usually the 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 broad fantasy explanation of them um you know naturalists okay that that makes sense um well depending on what the druid does with his mushroom like burn it sear it i don't i don't know what the options could be mechanically but Depending on what he does with his mushroom, I might try to do the same with some of my spores. Just because, like, I I feel like the the two always or the keepers also always show us like um, 
like they demonstrate kind of sometimes how they want us to act uh, by leading through example. And so I feel like this might be a situation where that might happen. So, yeah, that, that, that's uh, my theory right now. Interesting. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. You got anything else, Isaiah? Not about the main storyline. Uh, I guess no update yet on when the next space is going to be. I'm not expecting one this week. Maybe early, mid next week. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. I don't know. Um, who knows what's coming? Okay. Um, I love the way in, I love the way in the space that how uh, it, it's just like the spaces to me. I know we've talked about this and we all kind of get used to it, but the effects were so good. Like when the people were dying and the screaming and all that, like that. It's dark and I love it. And I mean, the screams, they just, Merlin's yelled at me before in the tavern and I'm pretty sure he was the one doing that screaming. It, it, it was really impressive. Like great vocal work. Amazing. Right on. So I, I, have, I have one super quick question and just yes or no. How, how far away are the desolate wastes from where we are? Uh, the desolate wastes from where we are, are like a map or a map and a quarter diagonally. Okay. It's a random question. Why? What's going on? Well, there's uh, there's there's some there's some lore and things going on apparently in, in the desolate waste. So just curious. Yeah. We'll 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 get to that in a minute. Um. <laughs> first, I guess let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Uh. Uh. Yesterday, day before. Uh, one Mr. Brennan.eth, uh, burn, <laughs> see who smiles. Uh, first of the 17, uh, icon of the project, uh, is now in the clutches of the burn address. Um, what, what do we make of that? And narratively is, is my big question. Um, and what, uh, what were your reactions to it? Yeah, I was uh, I was at my childhood friend's wedding when when I saw the pings. Uh, my first reaction was concern for why that had transpired, um, but took a quick glance and you know saw the people. As long as people are safe, you know, go out and have fun with 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 whatever NFT you're burning. Um, it was an interesting choice, and I saw you know it's it's uh, it was so spontaneous. And that was kind of alarming. But, you know, I, I pinned Brennan's tweet at the top here where he kind of explains why he did it. And it, it's 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 very respectable. Um, we've people have talked in the tavern about what are the implications in terms of response from the devs. Right. And it seems like the dominant um, consensus was that they would keep going as is. You know, the idea that the, the NFT of She Who Smiles is a separate entity from the character within the, the world, right? And, you know, you, you also pose the question of whether she was, was even really physically a part of the Forsaken Lands after the first cycle at all, right? Or is she more of an ephemeral presence, right? O obviously, she's an omnipresent narrator. Right? It's what she does for us. Um so, you know, it, it's hard to say, but I, they haven't tweeted out anything yet. Yeah, there's been there's been really no acknowledgement from the devs whatsoever, which I mean, it could it could be just that like like, you know, Brennan's Brennan's theory, if you if you want to read it out, 
um, was a lot about realizing that she who smiles is kind of like, yeah, uh, you know, not a, um, a presence in the forsaken lands so much as like a presence of the forsaken lands. And so destroying the token really might not have that much of an effect on, um, the world itself but then again you know what we don't really know we're we're gonna have to wait and see so far there's been no response whatsoever but also it's like you know um even even with the awareness of the potential for detritus death you know it still took them uh several days to like you know come up with some response so i think we're still a little bit early um off of the burn to to have had a response but we'll see what happens um i don't know like yeah, it, it is interesting to think of Shu smiles um, being there since the dawn of the entire world. I don't know what to make of that kind of an entity, right? Like we've talked about, you know, like the like Kilgore's storyline, like supposedly kills everybody in the whole world. Shu uh, smiles is 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 there. Um, is Shu smiles a you know, even a thing that like exists. Yeah, I I will say I think to my recollection, the only time we might have physically encountered her was in the primordial lands on the day four, I think it was, um, or no, it was maybe day three that we arrived at the catacombs and she was there and she was saying that we could not enter. You you could uh, you know, there's some interpretation. Maybe you listen to it and be like, no, that that wasn't her physical body appearing. It was still her voice. But to my recollection, that's that's what it it had seemed like, that she was physically there at the catacombs that had met us. Um, what was it going to say? I, when I when I also saw the news, I was like, damn, should I should I do some kind of LARP video kind of commemorating this? But, you know, I saw that Enrique and Sasab had had come up with some great posts and they're they're pinned up there, too. Um, the first one. Enrique has a very specific stylistic um, approach and he applied it there. So it's lots of burn images and flames. And Sasab looks like he generated this really cool, it's it's a gif too and it's moving, of a, of a portal gate in a cemetery, right? And then superimposed with the image of She Who Smiles with Flames also. So they did a really good job with that. And I think those were within the first, it was definitely within the first 12 hours, I would say even maybe six of, of when Brennan actually burned it. What about the rest of you? What are, what are your immediate thoughts uh, to, regarding the burn and, and what's to come of it? Um, so I, I like the, that the, the keepers of Wagdot kind of do break the fourth wall in a, in a way and differentiate between tokens and characters or entities. And so because I think they are aware of like this distinction between, you know, uh, a character in the Forsaken Lands and its respective token or a different token of sorts, like a token of Concord. um, I think that, you know, that that'll make it uh, the ability to have characters die, but kind of come back a little bit more open ended. And, you know, maybe only if a character's solidified in the forsaken lands like she who smiles like she's like you said is more of the forsaken lands than from the forsaken lands um i think that'll be kind of a cool way to maybe <laughs> if we need to ever in the future like retcon or anything you know 
Right on, Coldwell. What do you think, man? Um, it was a pretty uh, a, a intense and uh, feeling I had right off the bat. Um, didn't really quite know what to uh, to make of it, but um, yeah, I was just kind of just like uh, you know, just chanting with my like my pitchfork and you know, flames behind me. I think everyone was you know, uh, kind of all hyped on it, uh, asking a lot of questions, but curious. Um, it's kind of kind of hard to describe, to be completely honest. From a personal note, though, I did like, I understand like uh, Brennan's like, he wants to be like the last physical owner of the token. Like, I kind of feel the same way with Yuria. Like, I don't think I could ever like sell her. I'd probably just take her to the burn address, you know. Silence. What were your thoughts immediately as hearing? Now, my first thoughts were very on brand for Brennan. Guy's a badass. It, I mean, he's made Brennan has always been kind of a little uh, bit. Um, I don't know how to explain that. A little bit of a cowboy with some of his decisions, and in a cool way because he's done a lot of things. Like if you think about things that he has done that impact the project, I mean, he can afford to, I guess you know. But it's just very cool, like we're having this whole conversation and I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have no concern. I mean, it's a CCO project. Nothing bad is going to happen. They can continue to be, she who smiles, but she's very on brand spark some interest. Like we're all sitting here talking about it. We're like, Oh my goodness, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's kind of like a Brennan thing that he did it with, when he put the treaty into the battle, like, you know, I'm glad somebody is making efforts that make it all more enjoyable for all of us. And this isn't enjoyable. There's no downside for me. Like I, when I saw it, I was like, Oh shit, that's fucking cool. Like, man, that's fucking metal as fuck. He just burned. She who smiles. Like it's, it's, it adds something as a community for us to witness it. We're like, Holy shit. And that's Brennan. And, and this is like a consistent thing. Like he always has these kind of big ideas and I like it, man. It makes a project better. It makes a community more, it makes it everything more fun, you know? It makes it harder to railroad us. Like it, it's interesting. Yeah, there's something to the the railroading comment there at the end. Um, uh, you know, y- you can always tell that the wag die is a very live experience because you know the players do have the opportunity to like throw wrenches like that. Um, it's interesting. Like I'm. I'm of two minds of it. Like one, yes, it's cool and interesting to have like, you know, a key token like that just, just burned. Um, I feel like, you know, there's potential for more pageantry with such things rather like it felt very metagamey, you know, uh, which is it, cool. It a hundred percent was, <laughs> um, but it's not, uh, it, you know, that's that's the way these things go. Like, all this was always a possibility, right? Like, all of the 17, all of the Wagdai are just tokens, you know, at the end of the day. Um, it was, you know, somebody could, could just buy up... <laughs> somebody could literally right now could go buy Yorn for, for 10 ETH and destroy him in the middle of our Yorn versus Druids storyline, right? Like, who knows? <laughs> that's... It could be right, like that's an option that's on the table. These are that's the freedom and the feedback. Like we we only have so many vectors to engage with the game, you know, through the staking, through the 
the the the puzzle solving and all these things but token ownership and 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 larping and and burning are the three things that like are self-directed um engagements and so uh you know whether it's got ceremony around it or not um that's the game you know yeah i was you know i was joking that i i wish he had done it if and when the wicker man burn was happening i think that would have been wild but like you said it, it was it was a very meta reason right and you know brennan had a at one point he had three of the 17 and now he has none um right after he sent luta away to be sequestered for safety under the uh, care of Prince Hamdo, and I know King, you put out a, you immediately put a one with offer out, huh? Yeah, I said whatever. Like, I mean, if, if I was like, you know, it's Brennan, man. Like, I don't know if he's gonna burn everything all down at once or not. So I thought we might as well try and save Luda if we can, but uh, it seems like it was an unnecessary offer. Um, and and let's not forget, actually, immediately after the uh, the, the she who smiles burn. Um, Bald Burner and several other Wagdai community members also tossed some some tokens in the fire, uh, and we are now at uh, seven hundred and ninety nine tokens burned. Yeah, that's that's wild. I wish the uh, the burn tracker had the um, it stated who was burning because that that's why I was kind of alarmed when I when I first saw it because I thought not only had Brendan burned she who smiles, but that he was burning like forty of his Wagdai. Just he's just like, oh, let's go. All right, burn it all down. Uh, I thought that's what he was doing. Definitely Brennan possible. Out. Br- Br- Brennan burned his more than just she who smiles. No, Brennan did. He just burned she who smiles, and then we uh, uh, oh. other people started burning in in ceremony. I threw one in. Bald burner threw a couple in. I think silence. I don't know. I did, I thought I saw your name throw up, but so we're at seven ninety nine. So is someone going to cross eight hundred tonight? You by be my guest. Yeah, you made that comment. We'll probably hit eight fifty tonight. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so as far as um as far as the pageantry, like how how would a better a better way how, how would you imagine it? Um as far as like what would be good pageantry and, and good uh how would have been a better not a better way, a different way if you had envisioned it, if it was your choice to burn uh she who smiles, how how would you have seen it happen? If I, if I, I mean, that's the thing, like, but it wasn't, it, 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 none of it was based out of like a lore element or a LARP element in any capacity. It was like uh, a metagame decision about token ownership. And like, I am too emotionally involved in the game to like be there, right? To be at that stage. So it's really hard for me to say, like, how I would have done it because I probably wouldn't have done it like that at all. I mean, if it was, if, if I had owned, if one of the 17 and I felt like, Hey, I want to burn a 17, I'd probably like LARP or create some sort of quest and like, have you guys, you know, quote unquote, be the cause of it. Um, but that's me. I handle things really, you know, lore wise in game. I don't, I really care about the tokenomics of things the way other people do. Yeah, for sure. Good answer. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, 
yeah, it was metagamey, but ha it having happened, in a sense, I mean, she who smiles is dead for, for no reason lore-wise. There's absolutely no lore. It, it, well, maybe there's there will be, right? Well, yeah, that's the thing. It like it puts the onus on 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 the devs now to to respond, which is why I mean, like I, that's the part of it that I love is like I said, you know, we we only have so many ways of like interacting with this game, and like burning shit is one of them. And whether it's got pageantry or not, like it it volleys the ball back over the the fence. You know, here you go, devs, you do your turn. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. I mean, it it really is like. You know, the devs are in charge to some degree, but this is like the community, like, this is what we did. How do you, what do you think? You know what I mean? But even if they said nothing at the end of the day, uh, let's imagine that like nobody said anything and just carried on. Which I seems mean, to be what's happening. Like, that's so far, that's it. I, well, I think sure in need some time to, but. Oh my God. Uh, sorry. I think in some ways, like, it kind of, uh, distills to me like the idea that everyone in Wagdai can play Wagdai in whichever way they want, right? So, you know, it, King is more lore-based and that's how he, you know, has his Wagdai experience and then Brennan might be like different, like more about making a statement or not even that, just like more concerned with the tokenomics and like, you know, somebody else might be more of a spaces person, so maybe they could have a spaces to burn their token, like, you know, I think it, it just gave to me the idea that, you know, whichever way you want to burn your wag die, like, you're free to do it, and that's that's enough pageantry in that respect for that person, you know? Because, uh, yep. as we say, this, the story goes on. I mean, it, at the end of the day, you have a, a, uh, one of the 17 who potentially died for no reason, and that kind of meaningless chaos it's perfectly acceptable in a, in a environment like this, you know, in a story like this, it kind of works, you know, you know I mean, you, you know how uh, some projects uh, at the end of their sentence, they say brace. Um, we should have uh, bounce. God damn it. No, no. Bounce. <laughs> bounce, bounce. <laughs> right on. Wrong All right. Jesus. Uh, so uh, in other community things, uh, Josiah, you posted the solution to the to the butt plug puzzle that we all failed to answer. Do you yes. care to illuminate how the hell this thing was supposed to be solved? Because I, I don't want our to. Great, you, you stumped our greatest minds. You, uh, you know, I, I was kind of surprised that it wasn't figured out because I'm looking back at some of the messages in the puzzle room in the Discord. And, but you know, some statements that people had, it was just like right there. Like people were that close. Um, but I, I'm not going to unveil the solution that the answer has been listed. So if you if you really cared enough, you could back engineer it and, and figure it out. But people were very close. I was quite surprised that no one came up with it. Interesting. Well, fine then. Keep your secrets. Uh, other community news, uh, the Baron Court has uh, mm -hmm. continued to tease content about the portal, uh, and apologies, Forgotten Runes people, Gulai Mo'adun uh, in the Desolate Wastes, uh, which is like this big, I don't want to call it quicksand portal, but like a spinning sand portal that like, um, you know, I've gone through and some other people have started going through. 
Uh, and uh, they are kind of like entering the Forgotten Runiverse um, in some steps. Meeple Dad, how's it going, dude? Care to illuminate what the hell's going on with the Baron Cory? Because we also got this like super dope animated full body art of his character, his Wagdai character, and I love it. Yeah, I actually don't know what he's up to, and that's sort of the thing with the Baron Court is you know the Baron Court has been around building stuff in the uh, Forgotten Runes, Forgotten Runeverse for six months now or something and there's been very little it's always been it's it's honestly the most wagged eye like thing we do is like what's the baron court even doing like it's a mystery um but it's much more tokenomics based it's much more character or like world building based um less of a central narrative and so i'm hoping with this portal that we get a little bit of that story um I'm I'm pretty excited for it, but I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know anything about it. So a, a bit meta, but I, his his uh his reputation in the in that project is he the art is it all done by him? Is he an artist? We don't know. We don't know. Um, no idea. Like we know, okay. Battle Mage Bullock is the guy behind the Baron Court, but I don't know how much of it is. Like, I don't think he's the only one because there's like, yes. there's like a whole collection going on. Like, there's lots of stuff to do. Uh, there's, there's a lot going on. There was like a, a Niftex pool of specific um, Baron Court related characters that got dropped at one point. Like, there's, there's, there's lots going on. So, yeah, I can't, uh, I, I, I wish I could give more details, but it's a mystery. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, what true lore enjoyer. Like he's he's just building out his world and expanding it. And even that image he has, I mean, his interaction to Wagdai, he saw the location. He was like, okay, I'm going to buy this Death Dealer character and I'm going to sear a serpent onto him. I'm going to look at the map. I'm going to find this place that's appropriate. I'm going to stake there and, and forge this entire story and opportunity for adventure. So, it, you know, he just enjoys that so much. And it's so cool to see people gravitate towards that. I myself sent one. Um, earlier this week the jade nitus into that location but i um the fate of wagdai chat no one has uh spoken in there right i don't know if it's a it's a glitch on my side it, uh i don't know devs would better be speaking on it prince uh but that uh oh wait no maybe it's not prince but uh yeah i tried checking in chat and it's giving me an error so i'm not sure recently it should have been fixed recently like not that it was it was broken a while ago but um Actually, quite a while ago, we uh, I'm pretty sure it was fixed, but um, we'll see. Yeah, I'm just checking the Baron Court Discord right now to see if there's been any major updates. There was the tease of the, uh, the full pixelated character, and then there's a bunch of eggs. Um, but I don't know if the eggs have to do with this portal, or because the eggs started before we started talking about um, the Wagdai integration. So definitely check it out. Jump into the Baron Court Discord if you're curious um, and see if you can help me solve this puzzle because I certainly can't. <laughs> Here, I'm going to post yeah. it now. Right. Or will, will it let me post uh, in the public square? Will it let me post a Discord link? No, it won't. Ah, bummer. All right. Well, f- go to the Baron Court's Twitter and you can find it there. Just post it without the uh, 
the, the link, the URL. You can just post the, the code on it. Um, in other news, uh, what what else is is there, is there other any community other stuff, Josiah? Not a. Right. I'll speak for Josiah super quick. Community stuff. Well, um, the, I guess it depends. In uh, the LARP uh, Discord, there has been. Um, it, was it the LARP Discord? There was been, there was some conversation. Um, or no, it was the Forsaken Lands of a couple characters. Oh, yes. Oh yes. Carry on, carry on. Um, well, I, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't dig in as much as either um, uh, occult occurrences or Medusi. Um, but uh, there's the the gilded, the gilded visitor. Is that one of them? That's the gilded visitor. Yes, Josiah. Did you want to catch us up on your interactions with with the the gilded visitor? Somebody coming in with fun font. That's rare. Yeah, I mean that's funny because um, I th- this was this was on um. This was at Friday. I think it was just like at 5.50. And I know because I had a client, but he was late. So I, I just had the Zoom open and I saw this. And I was like, okay, let me interact with this. Um, and while I wait for the client to show up. And of course, he never showed up. But um, it's um, I I saw him in there and I saw Julian. Um, well, he was moonlighting as the um, the library guard at that point. And, you know, they were talking. So I, I, I was like, okay, I... I think Julian's trying to start off this new narrative thread and he's, 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 he's LARPing with himself here. Um, but, you know, later found out that that wasn't the case. So it's, uh, his name was a Gilded Visitor. His wag die is custom. Um, it's an edited baldy with a white um, tunic and he appears to have a gold chain around his neck. And he, uh, he identified himself as um, a studier of coins what what did he call himself here? What's that word? I had to look it up in a on a lexicon. A numismatologist. Um, he 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 researches ways people exchange goods and barter through uh, the use of different metal coins, and it's interesting because the world of Wagdite doesn't have anything like that. You know, at best we would trade talks, right? The encampment medallion, I was saying, looks like a coin. But uh, he was saying, you know, that that was kind of his interest. He was looking for food and shelter around the library. And, you know, the library guard was saying, well, you know, it's it's safe enough here. You don't need to pay for any of that. So just kind of enjoy yourself. But make sure you actually establish trust within the community before you try to engage in any mercantile endeavors. And he's like, yes, of course. Um I will see you guys around. So that was interesting. And then PU and um, some others came in later. But I, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I didn't get the sense that this was a Masri D situation. Meaning? It's uh, at someone from another community or from with, yeah, based on his dialogue, it makes me think of, of, that it's someone from another community. And of course, um, a cult can come up here, AKA Julian, if, if he wants to expound on his own interaction with him. But, you know, he was, um, he was describing the cyclical nature of the forsaken lands. And you might interpret a condescending way, um, just a really melancholy view of this, this, the suffering that has to happen time and time again. So that that's what makes me think of, think that it's someone from from another project 
Interesting. Do you have any like assumptions on uh, uh, as to which project or who? <laughs> well, I I think uh, Iverse happened the day before. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, you guys had a good time there. Um, interesting stories, but it, it makes me think of them. Um, one thing he did say. Let's see here just towards the end that he was uh, he wanted to share his knowledge and craftsmanship um, and that there might be an opportunity for people to to learn how to make their own unique coin at some point it's just a matter of personal commitment so at a, you know it, there was a an opportunity that seemed to be shared on on a future um, you know thing Wag coin, finally. Here we I go. Wonder, I wonder if it's the Baron Court. <laughs> it could be the Baron Court. Who knows? Interesting. Well, if you are curious, I would suggest jumping into the roleplay only section of the Discord. Um, uh, type in fun font, and uh, maybe maybe you'll get some replies soon. Um. Last night we had Conclave meeting. Nothing uh, too crazy. It was actually a pretty tame uh, little tavern chat. Um, the only real resolution was that uh, the the group has kind of decided um, the six-week terms are, are maybe a little short, uh, and I think they're going to be pushed to 12 weeks, or there will be a vote coming very soon for um, a, a push to 12-week terms, just because... You know, the, the, the rotation doesn't need to happen that frequently. Us having meetings in public, um, you know, kind of removes the, you know, need for it doesn't really get extra voices in there, you know, in the in the powers um, since everything is public now. Um, so just as a matter of like, you know, easing the number of signatures that all need to be done and like the number of votes we all need to run. um uh, we're looking at a 12-week term cycle, possibly for the next one, um, which will actually be kicking off pretty soon. I think votes need to happen on, like, Friday if things are going to stay on track. So, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, Friday might come your uh, your your seven, sixth Conclave representative vote. Um, so if you're interested in running or interested in nominating somebody, be aware it is a 12-week term this time. Um, and... Uh, yeah, six weeks it passes by so quickly. Well, let me ask you, King Offling, because it was your first first time serving. How did you uh, how did you find the experience? I can't stand these people, and you know, like it's just honestly, it like politics ain't for me, man. You know, it's just it's just public service. It's not it's not for me. You know, I'm much I do much better shilling. You know, imaginary gold bars. That's kind of <laughs> my wheelhouse. So uh, I don't know. We'll see if the people want me back. Maybe I'll come, but you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to put myself out there. Okay. Okay. Sounds, sounds about right. It's, um, it was your first time and it was Pooh's first time as well. I, he's, he's not here anymore, but, uh, I think those were all the first timers. Sorry if I'm missing someone. I think it was cold world's first time too. Or, or had you not before dude? <laughs> Uh, I had not. Um, I was uh, nominated a couple times, and um, I've always been pretty uh, relatively active or, or vocal. But it was it was fun, um, re- reserving a moment of my day to um have uh at some point some uh 
impactful conversations and, and more uh, directed conversations. So um, I enjoyed it. Um, it was a lot, a lot of fun. So I, I appreciated it. And I, I thanked having um, uh, the nominations. Didn't mean to push that button. Uh, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. It's cool. Like, I think Public Tavern is the, is the big, best change we, we could have made and have made. Um, I'm glad it's here. Um, you know, we'll see We'll see what happens with the next election cycle. Who knows? Yep. Well, I think it should continue to evolve. Yeah, that, that's what I'll um, uh, hammer on, is that uh, having conversations in the Discord, I've never really honestly seen any much like it, having that many people. Um, and I've seen it a couple of times, but... Um, I've had more people show up in the in the Discord than than some Twitter spaces at times. So it was really cool to see people hang out. Yeah, for sure. Um, Josiah, you got some news about the uh, Wagdai Artist Guild. Yes, Wagdai Artist Guild is having its first drop of season two this weekend. Um, so it's it's the mostly the returning artists. Myself, Brennan sixty four of Lost Pilgrim fame. We have Lost Cowboy. Um, and, uh, Roland was originally, um, slated to return, but he, um, you know, he's obviously preoccupied with, with, with the game developments. So he's not going to have any work this drop, but we do have newcomer Hap Sigmi and it'll be his first time, um, with WAG. So obviously you guys have seen his derivatives, um, throughout the Twitter scape, um, for a while. And so it's, it's going to be this weekend on the 25th. Um... Yeah, I think that's that's about it. Right on. Well, I guess that's it for the episode. Let's let's get out of here. There's life to live, things to do, because we're all gonna die. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in, and uh, we'll catch you in later at the Discord or something. Bye. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.